Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome, everyone. This is View from the Rafters. Today, we're bringing in a man who hails from basketball country. Life is funny. Okay. Oh, good one. Don't go there. Not yet. What will we talk about in our podcast? The Bus One Boys. This is a crazy story. Not actor. There's a basketball player. The crazy thing to me is like where you came from. Yeah, we're all older than we think we are. Always go bleed green, baby. Welcome inside the Celtics front office at 100 Causeway Street. We got another episode of View from the Rafters coming right at you today. Uh, before we get into this with Cedric Maxwell and Sean Grandy, who have called, what, 2,000-something games together? I don't know who's doing the math on that. Was it you? Were you the one adding them up? Were you going I, I 7, 1681, 1682? 16, I mean, who's doing it? I can I, tell you who didn't add it up. I can tell you two people who didn't add up. <laughs> I lost did. count already. So what are we at? 2,000, like, I I, I didn't. I wasn't keeping count in the first all right, place. All right. I just show up to work. All right. Well, before we get into that, I just want to remind everyone, give us a rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate it. Uh, audio episodes dropping every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform and the video version dropping every Wednesday on our YouTube channel. So, as I said today, we've got the pair who's called more games together than any pairing in Celtics history. Am I right on that? Uh, that's what we're told, in fact. That insane. When, when they When they told me, this, the number thing was kind of silly, and Max and I were already joking about it. But you can't when say they, that when you're a numbers guy. But here, I'm, see, the thing is, I am not a numbers guy. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the thing. It's like I do my Wait, research did you and just share say it. That? Yeah. Because I'm a play by play guy. Just cut. <laughs> cut right now. Cut. This, is so, it, this is the funniest thing in the world to me. That, like, in doing play by play, you have to prepare. It's called preparation. Yes. You prepare for the games. I share my prep because now we have social media, so I share the prep with fans. And then people who don't listen to the games or don't watch the games that apparently I've done 2,000 radio games with Max and another God knows how many hundreds of games on TV and the NBA and this and that. Suddenly I'm a numbers guy instead of a play-by-play guy because I share my... No, you're a play-by-play guy who has the numbers. I have them. I have, they're in the, I've had 20-something years, 2,000 games has, worth of folders and books. Bunch, and yeah, a bunch of numbers. Goes, and he'll give you numbers throughout the game. He'll give you percentages of Celtics. They have a 98% chance, but they lost. <laughs> or this team did. That's I, when I, you I, And I sit down, I'm just like, oh, really? So I've just found out that Sean does have numbers, and I, and I think that is, to me, I, I'm fascinated by his numbers more so I think I told Sean this. I said, I'm more fascinated about Sean Grandy, the broadcaster, when we lose. Sean Grandy maintains energy throughout a call. It could be the call for the other team is like, and and he'll say something like, and LeBron James, oh, my God, what a play. And he finished it going towards the rim. And it's a winning play. I'm on the other side going, Oh man, LeBron James. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I admire him for that. I can't keep he keeps a certain amount of energy which I which I, I think is great. 
and I don't have that energy for a losing. For the other team. Yeah, for yeah. the losing. Are you I saying just, wait, I don't minute. have it. You didn't have that in Game 7 in 2010 in Los Angeles when the Lakers were about to win the championship? You saying you didn't? I didn't have the energy. My energy was going down and down until our, our you know, our, our engineer was sitting beside me telling me, all of a sudden, Max, because I was the one supposedly going out to receive the trophy. And they told me I had to go in the locker room the ball. and, and, and get the trophy. And, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. Celtics up by, what, 14, 15, whatever yeah, they 14, were going in, into that quarter. And my engineer, uh, Doug Lane, it's in there saying, okay, this is what you have to do when you go in. I got a wireless mic on you. That, and I'm looking at the score going. Boom, <laughs> it's just going down and boom, down. Boom, boom, it gets down to like six. And he's still talking to me about this. I said, you shut, shut your <laughs> mouth right now. And, and to see that eventually, you know, you see what Ron Artest does. Oh, and my God. Win the game. Why, and, why are we talking about well, this? Well, this is supposed to be a why. happy, positive <clears throat> I'm going to do it for it you because this is what I do. Because – that moment prepared him for <clears throat> 13 years later, standing next to Lisa Salters in Miami yep. with the Eastern Conference trophy. And so everything comes full circle not, eventually. No, well, up. not really. I've, I'm I've trying heard, to make it a good no, story. No, no, no. It can't be a good story. We always do real stories. It's like my podcast. We say, keep it on the hundred. That's what we call <laughs> keep it on the hundred. It would have been better doing the well, finals and, and Lisa yeah. And Lisa Salters, was, it, was a, it was a good get to get down there and do it. I had to run through the crowd because the game wasn't over yep. because of we kept missing all these shots. Sean had a great call. He's prepared. And Marcus, Mark takes a three and it's, uh, it's And ready. Marcus gets in the, uh, <laughs> and, and then finally, you know, went, and now I have to get down to the crowd to get down there to see the Lisa Salters and First and you're I, you're high up in Miami, yeah. yeah. And I and the, the guy, ball. this guy, is busting me through the crowd because he's the he's the guy who has to take me. So as I get down to the bottom and finally get through the crowd, and I remember sitting there saying, there, I was like, what am I going to say? Because they, you know, give you a few words to say. And she has a microphone, and she's like, well, Cedric Maxwell Finals MVP, you're receiving this trophy, and 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 still today, people said I said some things were. Not correct. I said, girl, it is great being on top. And some people took offense of that line. I said, I was talking about the game. I was so you know, even I then hope so. even then, Sean Grandy has this line which I love. He always says, No good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> so I bust through this crowd to do all this and get that to the microphone. All of a sudden I get backlash because of something that uh Supposedly, I said or didn't say. Speaking of no good deed goes unpunished. With Grady and Max, you always get a hundred, right? You always get keeping it a hundred. Oh, that's but as a both fact. of us found out in real life, with your wife, if you keep it a hundred, that's how you end up with fifty-fifty. <laughs> happens. That's tough. Or, or yeah, that's that. tough. Yeah, happens. Um, okay, let's let's get back to how this started, because we're talking about this is twenty-two seasons, right? If my math serves, this is the twenty-second season of you guys. I guess Again, I'm the numbers guy. I, right? I know so, he's. Yeah. An, I know. I remember it was two thousand one. Acting like he does. John has told me it's my twenty-sixth year. No, it's twenty-eight, dude. Is it twenty-eight now? Yeah. Oh, well, I gotta get See? back on Here's numbers. About See, I gotta well, get back on. Well, that's an easy on. one. I, 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 well, look, I gotta get you on right now with my my consultant. I know. I can retire. <laughs> the rate is going. Yeah, going I can up. retire sooner than. Well, what happened was we. I had. First broadcast partner, I had Spencer Ross. Spencer Ross. I had Spencer for a couple of years. And then they wanted to make a change. They got Howard David. And Howard David came in. And I had done a game with Sean. Uh, Was like this a, the test that we were talking about? No. Yeah. Okay. No. But, 
There's more to the story. Yeah, than that. he came. He came in. Howard has something to do. Or something happened, and they brought Sean in, and and I, you know, we, he and I did the broadcast, and and we had a good broadcast. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if I was going to see Sean again. I said, <laughs> "Good luck." And the next thing I know, he had gone. He was gone, you know, to Minnesota. And um, then I think once Howard was let go, they were trying to find, and then they came to me and said, "Well." Um, Got Sean Grandy. I said, oh, I work with Sean already. Mm-hmm. He said, guy said, well, you know, why don't you call him up? You know, you know, tell him to come on. I said, well, give me his number. And I called him and talked to you know, he t- we talked about him coming back. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And came back, and that's how. And I'll let Sean finish yeah. the rest of it. Well, that, that phone call is what first made me change my mind about leaving Minnesota, which I was not going to do. I was doing TV in Minnesota. I was 20-something years old. I, you know, it seemed like a – a job I was going to be in for a long time. Mm-hmm. But here's something. You want something that has never been said on the air before that I've never talked about yes, publicly? Yes, I do. When the change was made that Max was just referring to, to Howard David in 1997, six months earlier, that job had been promised to me. At 25 years old, I was going to join Max in 1997 to become the voice, of the, the radio voice of the Celtics. And then a funny thing happened. Rick Pitino arrived. And suddenly the profile changed. Mm-hmm. And suddenly this was going to be a glamour franchise under Rick Pitino, and they didn't want a 25-year-old kid. How did that go? Yeah, That's kind of, <laughs> kind of the point, Hal. It's funny. And as you like to say about Marty Glickman, he is gone. I am here, and he is not. But at 25 years old, that was for about four or five months. That was the plan. That I well, who was knows? Going. Rick might be back. He, who knows? He's working his way back. <laughs> Wait, right? He's in St. John's. He's he getting wait, closer. Man, he, he was overseas. Next thing he was in he's getting closer. closer. Yeah, I don't know. Know. Step now by New step. York. Moving, moving fast. Moving now closer. Yeah. But in any case, uh, and then when that got reneged from me, obviously I was not happy, and I was going to take the first job that came, and a year later, Minnesota TV job mm-hmm. came, and I went and did that. Before that, in that 97-98 season, before I went to Minnesota – that was the night that Howard David, who was doing Monday Night Football and the Celtics, he got snowed in. And he didn't get snowed in, in Miami, but he couldn't get back to Boston because mm-hmm. there was snow in Boston. The flight wasn't going to get here. And they walked into my little booth that I did the updates. And Max, Max and I, our first on air together was actually on Glenn Ordway's show <laughs> in the late 90s because Max was one of the rotating co-hosts yeah. that we would have come in with Glenn Ordway. And I did my little character, my little anti-establishment Generation X uh, character. So that was the first time I worked with Max. So I'm in my booth. They came in at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They said, get over to the garden. You're doing the game tonight. And about an hour later, the aforementioned Rick Pitino, I'm like, Jeff Twist marches me into the office, and there I am face-to-face doing an interview with Rick Pitino. And Celtics played that night and won. And Max and I had a – it was December 23rd. It was Christmas. Um, and he didn't know was, numbers, though. I didn't he, have any. That's numbers. what I'm thinking. Yeah. He, 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 you know he what? Can, I get. Can, I see where you're getting can, confused. No, no, no. He can repeat things to me, which to that's me is amazing. Numbers. When he says it's memory, he'll say two thousand. I don't know when that happened. Two thousand eight. Yep. Or it happened. Photograph. It I ha- say it all the time. Happened, Photograph. It happened two thousand eight, and that was. And I was like, oh yeah, they get. And he always gets on me for saying the other day. I'll say the other day in the heartbeat. <laughs> it's like the other day years yesterday. ago. It might it's be like two it. years ago. Could be yesterday. Could be yesterday. I don't know. I'll say the other, the other day. day. So he does that. Well, that's not, again. Those aren't numbers. That's a memory. And yeah, I remember. I have a bizarre thing that has aided me in my career, and that I know that in. The 2003-2004 season, when the Celtics lost that lead to Brooklyn, 
earlier this year, I remembered the game against Phoenix that mm-hmm. they had lost with Marbury and Stoudemire, and I remembered that we flew, couldn't fly out the next day because of a snowstorm, and they won back-to-back games at Utah, at Denver that night, and then we went to Salt Lake the next night, and Celtics won again. I remember all that. Where are my car keys? No idea. But I have all this useless information of institutional memory, which I realize now they call it that because you're going to end up in an institution because you can't forget all of this. True. You have a great memory, and numbers just happen to fall into that. I, if you say so. I, all right, so getting back to those first couple of games that you guys had, it was kind of like a test run. and, yeah, well, and I not, filled not in, necessarily a test, but When a I went in. to Minnesota, I filled in. They called me when I was doing a it was called on the phone. They called press row. This is how old school this is. Can you get down to Sacramento? Because Howard David couldn't do a game in Sacramento, and I, I met Max down there. So we had done a couple of games together. But I'm doing TV in Minnesota. So funny to me. People are like, oh, you're doing TV this year. This oh, you're, you're, you're good at TV. I'm like, I was kind of doing it 25 <laughs> years ago. Uh, but when Max called me, I thought not just the games we had done, but his style – I thought this could be a thing. This could be a long-running thing that fits together. And I remember vividly we had a long preseason road trip. Max will tell you about the statistician that we had in Little Rock, Arkansas, that I picked out. Another life lesson I learned. Yeah, you will. Don't the hard always way. Always go with beauty. Okay. As what does Chris Rock say? <laughs> the, the most powerful thing in the world. Uh, yeah, that's probably another story for another time. But I remember this long road trip where. All of a sudden, I, they were, there hey, was music. can you get me these stats? She likes stats. Boy, <laughs> who are the, we had, what do you we want? were allowed to Max knows exactly what Sean's <laughs> about to tell us that story. That. I know, yeah, don't remember that. We, hey, we got these stats. We got you to know. have a statistician She's on like, the road in those days. Yeah. gave you money, like a, you know, what you could give money yeah. to a statistician. And I had come from doing college football on ABC where they would have these sort of nonsense jobs that they would pick out, shall we say, students that went to that mm-hmm. university, maybe to sit in the truck uh, and Tread lightly. Yeah, Tread exactly. Tread lightly anyway, this was So this is the environment I came up with. So they offered me three different people. These are three different people that could do stats for you that yep. night. And I made a choice probably based not so much on who might the best statistician be, but maybe some other intangible qualities. And as it turns out, I don't think she could have spelled cat if you spotted her the C and the A. And but and adding two plus two. So that was a bit of a struggle and a bit of a life lesson that I think we all learn as as younger. But men. this but is what happens funny. when Max you're in your remembers 20s. that he doesn't remember the Amari Stoudemire. I game. couldn't, I <laughs> couldn't tell you. Look, I can't tell you when it was. I can't tell you the day. I can just October tell you just, but you remember it happening. Little Rock, Arkansas. And that's all I can tell you happened. That was it. <laughs> what were you thinking? I know we just heard what Sean was thinking during those first couple games that like. This this could work, uh, us being I, next yeah, to each other. What a, were you thinking? We had a good relationship, and um, you know, in what were what he was doing and his style. Because as an, an analyst on the other side, you are pretty much I always say you are the accent, you're the salt and pepper for what the other guy's doing. Mm-hmm. And what Sean does is he has a way of telling you a story. And then what I do is I add the ketchup, I add the mustard, I add the pickles and all those things. He puts the, the main meat and potatoes out there, and that's what I do. I follow up with that. And, he's, and that's, that is what makes us. I don't try to get in his lane, and nor does he try to, try to get in my lane. And um, in, in trying to tell stories like that. Is that true? I have more. I have just more made a, just, Sean just made well, a face. Well, because I, I think, no, the face is that I think it's become one lane. 
Okay. I, I have, I have, he has stories. He, he, I have stories, stories which might accent mm-hmm. a certain thing that might have happened. And Sean will tell you what happened. And I can tell you a story that might have been with Tommy, could have been with Robert Parrish, could have been with D, could have been with Larry mm-hmm. Burr. And I think that our, our listeners a lot of times like to have that connection. If he tells a story, I might tell you something about Paul Pierce when Paul Pierce first got here. And those guys that I knew at that time, like Jason Tatum, I, I, I will always have my Jason Tatum story. Jason Tatum didn't really know who I was, but Jason Tatum saw 30 for 30. And so that day he comes. I remember he, this. He's out getting ready to shoot around, and I'm standing there. He goes, cornbread, cornbread, cornbread. I said, what, what's, what's wrong with you, man? He said, man, I saw that 30 for 30 two times. Damn, you were bad. <laughs> and just a few more choice words, but those stories will stay with me. But that's been my connection with the players that we have now yep. and the players that we've had in the past and my connection with, you know, Kevin Garnett. And, and Sean and I saw some stuff on the plane, which you just have been just surreal when you think That we can't about talk about? No, you can actually. Well, you're keeping on the 100, ain't you? <laughs> Hell yeah. No, you're keeping on the 100. We can talk about it. This is behind the scenes with the Boston Celtics. That's, right. that's part of the name of this podcast. So let's go. Yeah. If you want to drop something. You know, part of you're talking about my memory, whatever. Part of my memory now is that I have a lot of his memory in my memory. So I know when there's a time to tell. That's kind of sick. Time to tell a story. Well, listen, let's face it. This is the longest relationship either one of us has ever had. So uh, you, after years of hearing the stories and telling the stories, you know what, what fits. And that's why we can. I, as I like to say, you guys, you just you finishes each other's, and I'm like yes. sandwiches. No, but you get the point that it just becomes a natural. We don't need to have a four hour production meeting to go on the air. And good luck with that. Have, exactly. We're not going to have a four hour production to do meeting. that for every game. I know. I don't think we've had four hours worth of production meetings in 22 <laughs> years. If you were to add them all up, what about but four minutes? I think that it just. <laughs> There's, there's the best broadcaster. Best broadcasts are people who naturally get together and understand yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, and it's not contrived because you can tell people who have studied, and I and I learned this from over the years as I've gone through broadcasting that I could get all the notes I want, but if those notes don't fit what he's talking mm-hmm. about, it's going to be awkward for me to get those notes into a certain area, and you can't. Just can't you want to you want to use those notes you studied and you did this and oh this guy shoots a certain percent you might not even be able to use that yeah so that's why I Tommy Heinsohn said let the story tell itself are you doing what do you say you, about the game notes ah you don't need them those are for the other guys yeah and my Tommy Heinsohn <laughs> probably true let's make sure we get that's this. where all the this numbers is lie. A, um, this is a an imitation of Tommy Heinsohn yes, that once uh, got uh, Max yeah. on the front page of yeah, the Boston yeah, Herald yeah, absolutely. Uh, how long did it take for you each to like understand each other on air? Did it happen immediately? Did it happen a couple it, years I in? I think it happened immediately. Really? I, I refer, that's the reason I refer to that first yeah. road trip and what might have been. In Sounds like magic. Arkansas, but I, I think it was casting. Uh, people say, this guy's a great actor. This woman's a great actor. And I'm not demeaning the acting profession, but I think that casting doesn't get as much credit mm-hmm. as it deserves. That it, this was a casting decision and it just worked out to where we on the surface are opposite in a lot of ways but that's we we fit together you know we have as i always the first couple of years we were together you had 
the older guy from North Carolina who listened to James Taylor, and you had the younger guy, the younger white guy who listened to Jay-Z, right? And so we have such opposite, such different backgrounds, but it fit together immediately. And let's, let's face it, any broadcast team that works, any show that works inside the NBA, whatever it is, at the end of the day, you have people who love each other mm-hmm. who may just batter the living hell out of each other while they're on the air because that's part of the game. But it's just chemistry. It doesn't. I, I yep. think that's what it, it just it, fits. It, it's chemistry that sometimes you just can't pick. I mean, it's like playing with Larry. There was a chemistry there mm-hmm. that I had when I first played with Larry that nobody that I was, and I look at Jason Tatum right now and I look at Brown, and they have a great chemistry together. But they had to forge it. Yep. And they talked about it enough. Uh, it was, I came in, I was the leading scorer before Larry got here. Mm-hmm. And Larry Bird comes in the first day of practice, I'm looking like, come on. It's still my show. It's got to be still my show. After that, that day, I remember going to the first, this was not my prejudice side. I walked to the first black person I could see after that practice and said, you know what? That white guy can play that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, but it, it taught me a lesson about getting roles. But it gives you an opportunity. And this is why I would say to uh, Tatum or to Brown, I'd say to Brown more than Tatum. And the fact that you're going to get your opportunities, that you can highlight your talent. Uh, and that would be evident to me being the finals MVP when you had Larry Bird on the court, mm-hmm. you had Kevin McHale there, you had Robert Parrish, you had all these, uh, Nate Archibald. But these were all Hall of Famers, top 75 of all time. But still, I got an opportunity to be an MVP in the finals because of the opportunity that was presented itself mm-hmm. to me. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're talking about chemistry finding roles, all that stuff, and that you guys have kind of just fallen into it with one another since the start, which begs the question, how challenging has it been this season when you don't have him all the time, when he doesn't have you all the time, and you guys kind of have to figure it out with other people on air? And, and Sean, you're with with Brian Scalabrini, and Max here with John Wallach, like, how much of a challenge has that been with you guys not having each other for half the games this season? I'm curious your answer. I've got a good answer. No, I'll go ahead and let you. I'll answer. let you go first, John. I feel that first of all, as we're talking now, it's 2023, the end of this year. I think this has been the best year. This has been my personal favorite year of the 22 years I've been here because it's been a new energy. We brought a, a different feel to the TV side. My mm-hmm. number one role has been able to spell Mike so that Mike doesn't have to do. 70 freaking games, and hopefully his run can go on and on and on. If he doesn't have to do 70 Mm -hmm. games a year, that would be the perfect scenario. And then I think it is added. I think Max and I have had as good a year as we have ever had because now we're doing 60 games instead of 85 or 90. And as I have tried to explain to my wife, the lesson is 
going outside and being with somebody else for a little while and coming back, it can be even better. Now, she hasn't How bought it. How did she it. respond not, to that? Not well. Dana, something tells me Dana doesn't not like that well idea. Not well yet. But I figure if I, if I just keep hammering it, where I think, well, the, real, the lesson to me of 2023 is that it's what I've really felt all along, which is that Randy and Max, Mike, Scal, Abby, Eddie, we're all it's interchangeable just, Yeah, parts. exactly. We yeah. can all pretty much do everything. We could all slide over. Like, okay, this is the year I've done TV. Max had several years where he was filling in regularly yep. on TV. And I was, doing, I was with different people you know, that would fill in on, on radio side. Mm-hmm. And the Max can do that. I loved it when he was over there because it, was, it put a spotlight on him. It put a spotlight on the Grandy and Max brand. Oh, if you like it's the same thing now. If you like Grandy, oh, he does this every night. You don't understand. People come up to us and they say they always have an excuse as some crazy thing happened. That's why they had to listen. Oh, the power went out in my house. I had to listen to you guys. I, I got had stu- to listen to you I got stuck guys. in the car. I had to listen to you guys. I'm like, we do this every night. We're here every single night for your entertainment. You, don't have, well, you can join us at any mm-hmm. time. Uh, but I think that this year has just punctuated what I thought, which is that it's one big team that's interchangeable. And listen, Max could go on TV tomorrow. Obviously, I can do TV. But it's, it's nice that we've all gotten to... Share different things. I think it's been a great year for us because it's been a little juicier when we're together because we're doing 60 games now and not 90. What about well, you, Max? I, I tell you what, I like um, the, it's the energy of it. And Sean said sometimes the excuse, but sometimes people just like radio. Yeah, now, that's been, a, that's been a staple here in Boston for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people who will still tell me today, you know, I will turn – the radio, I would turn the TV, the sound down to hear mm-hmm. how the radio goes. And obviously, it's two different mediums that you're in. I uh, had a guy the other day, Sean, talks about excuses. Well, this guy didn't have excuses. He says, well, you know, we're in, uh, we're in Walpole. We're in the prison down there. And, uh, man, we love you guys every night. He <laughs> said, because it's our bedtime and turn the TV yep. off and we listen to you. So I think we, it's obviously a different audience. I love the... Um, I love the guy we had one time, and I was talking about something, and I told Sean, and Sean was telling me about the guy who listened to us all the time in Australia. And so you think, like, he's listening at whatever hour it is in the morning to us. And we would talk to him, and he would text Sean back. And I always, Sean was, and Sean is also, the other thing about him was he was on top of all the tweeting, texting, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, you know, once it got started. Uh, Sean also informed me about uh, his opinion about when they were Celtics about to make a trade for Kevin Garnett, which I did not like, mm-hmm. and Tommy Heinsohn did not like, <laughs> and we were both like, "You're gonna change. You're did. gonna get Al Al Jefferson. You're gonna get rid of him." We're going, whoa, no, no, whoa! And Tommy Heinsohn, I'll quit. I'll quit right now if they get rid of Al yeah. Jefferson. They trade out. I'll quit. And, and Sean said to me, he "said You don't know." You do not know how good he is. I'm like, well, that dude's an older guy, man. He's a, he can't be that. And he makes the first first exhibition game. He makes this wraparound pass, throwing it to Paul Pierce around his back. And I went, well, Al, it was nice to take your parting gift because you're out of here. And and fell in love with, uh, you know, Kevin Garnett, the big ticket, and, you know, to bring a championship and to, you know, to to talk to him. And even somewhat mentor, mentor, do some mentoring to him. I think that you and I were on, and I think uh, uh, we were doing a podcast, and you were talking to him about, um, you know, Kevin and Paul were on together. And I remember you looking at me, and I said, hey, Kevin, 
when are you going to bring Ray back? And you went yeah. to me like, Freaked out. whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, this oh, was, oh, hold on this a, was a few years Keep ago, a couple hundred. years ago. No. It, was, it was before that time was seemed to be ready. It was ready. It was, it was being prepped and it was ready. And in talking to him, it was, it was really good. And then to finally see those guys together, that hug to me when they retired Kevin's number yep. and Ray walked out on the floor. That might be one of the most lasting moments I think I'll have with the Celtics. Maybe ever. Mm-hmm. It was it Paul Pierce screwed it up when he went out there and, and gave the third yeah. hug. I didn't yeah. want that. But I could have I could have just sat there and watched those two guys embrace. And I'm not, not you know, hey, whatever this thing yeah. but men embracing, but I was still <laughs> fascinated about the energy, the power. Kevin Garnett bringing him up on stage. Ray, Ray, come on up here, boy. Mm-hmm. You next. That man, yep. that was one of the best moments. And I felt like I had a hand in that by telling Kevin, yep. you're the godfather, man. You got to bring Ray back. He lied, no, nah, man, I don't want. I said, no, you got to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think in his mind, maybe it wasn't just me, but I'm sure a lot of people have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. To him. The hold he has over people. And the magnitude of him as a player and a person. I don't think people appreciate. And there was pushback when Kevin Garnett first got here. Because you can't say about anything about Larry or any of the other Celtics. Same thing's happening with Jason Tatum right now. Because Jason Tatum every night is breaking some Larry Bird record. <laughs> and people are pretty, oh, Larry didn't shoot the threes. And he didn't. And John Havlicek, John Havlicek played 47 minutes a game. <laughs> so, yeah, he was going to put it. So, everyone just pushes back. Yeah. But then when it comes to Jason Tatum night, 20 years from now, there'll be everyone who'd be compl- well, Deuce isn't as good as, as JT. You know, he's as JT was great in the play, and that's sort of the nature of it. But man, Kevin Garnett and I was, uh, I've never seen Ray Allen and Brian Scalabrini, two guys that don't get nervous about anything, and they were both nervous. That was even now the hold he has on people is something that was more than a dap. That was like oh, yeah. a hug that really meant something. There, yeah. there was just so much more um, than you could have imagined I mean, with, with that the embrace. It shook the building it did. It did. to its foundation. Yep. I mean, I think the Celtics lost that night, right? The Dallas. Yeah. They lost that night. We don't do but, well on, but on, I don't, on Jersey I, retirement I, I don't nights. think that I, – yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember – I just, just remember the energy once he stepped out on the floor. And, you, and I was just happy that they did it. I, I think Larry did it. Larry's was a whole nother way when mm-hmm. they just had a whole day for Larry. Mm-hmm. They just came in. It wasn't even a game. And they they came in and they sat everybody down. And we all were here and this, this championship team and that championship team. It was such a cool moment. And I was happy that they had Kevin Garnett for at least after the game where everybody could give him the love. Paul Pierce, same thing because – you know, I had my mind was like, okay, here's your jersey going up. All right, you're out. <laughs> Drive you, you, safely. You, you know, I was waiting to get on the court to, to start the second half and shoot layups. Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Garnett. Oh, Kevin right. Garnett was the first person that came up yeah. to me after my jersey was retired yeah. and said, dude, man. They said, and, and it was it was so, and I felt like so special that he 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 took his time to do that because mm-hmm. he was a star in this league yep. at that time, and to Super acknowledge me like star. that, to acknowledge me like that, man, was the coolest thing from a, a person who was of of the opposition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This conversation, Mark, this is Mike and Tommy, Grandy and Max. This is institutional memory because if you haven't been here, the significance of Kevin Garnett being there at Max's retirement. Kevin Garnett eventually coming here. The bond with Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. Watching that break mm-hmm. apart. 
the many years of trying to get everybody back together. And before you know it, people are coming up to you going, hey, I used to listen to you guys when I was in high school. I used to listen to you guys. when I, And, and then you realize, okay. Because, listen, we're all older than we think we are. But you realize the body of work, it matters to me in sports. I've done a lot of national stuff, and it's great, and it's prestigious. But being the announcer for a team and telling a team story and then being able to do it for multiple years mm-hmm. and being able to do it for one of the most storied franchises, there is a responsibility that comes with that that to me is what is so important that you are it's a shared experience that when people turn on a game whether turning on tv or radio whatever and they hear one of us or both of us together or whatever it is that that matters i got i gotta ask you though why wasn't it ready that kevin garnett conversation and ray at that time when he wasn't keeping it 100 well sometimes within the walls of where you're working. The organization. You, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta follow some direction. And at that time, it just didn't feel organizationally that we were there yet. I just jumped out in the middle. And of you it. just jumped That's out. And I was like, oh, dear God. Oh, dear. We're never getting KG again. No, but it, it worked out. And, and, you know, in hindsight, I'm glad that you did that because yeah. that might have been one of the first real nudges. And it was kind of, it wasn't like public, but it was in front of people who were on the call. Yes. Um, I think it might have helped. It did. It did, and I, and I say that only because, and I wasn't trying to splat, just splash. Mountain, yeah. I, but it was just at that time to me, you had Kevin in a situation where he had to respond, mm-hmm. and had to respond in time. And it wasn't one he said well, he got a chance to what? Oh man, I didn't. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't want to. No, 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 no. No. Or you are that dude right mm-hmm. there. You're the Godfather, and you're gonna bring this thing back together. And when it happened, I, man, it was, like I said, I was, I was ecstatic. But I remember the look on your face more than anything else once I asked him. We never, like, we've never actually talked about this before. But I was yeah, like, oh, oh no. It just, That's it, funny that you noticed. It, it, I'm sure it, everyone else it did, too. Took the, took the light right out of you. But, whoa, no, this, no, this no. This is the, the, both the beauty and the danger of being Grady Max, which is that we... You never know where we it's going. We tend to talk about things when, listen, everything happened at the start of this year and there was a coaching change. I thought to go on the air and say, hey, Joe Mazzula just called a timeout without acknowledging what had just happened and what we'd all been through. I think that there's sort of the advantage of being not in this building 24-7, that you've you got to be able to, you're connected to the audience. And we felt we owed the audience a conversation. So we... Record a 10-minute thing, and we put mm-hmm. it online, and we said our piece because we always yeah. have, no matter what it is that's affecting the team or affecting the NBA. And we just went through you know, this, the pandemic situation and Black Lives Matter, and you just cannot. Yeah. We all have to share these experiences mm-hmm. couldn't be blind. together. You couldn't be blind to yeah. that. And I think that we, we understood where the organization was with Ime and what happened, but for you just to turn the page without mm-hmm. acknowledging would not have been uh, respectful to your listener, mm-hmm. yeah. or to no, your I've, viewer. I think that makes total sense. Without just saying something about it, and and I think that we on that radio side get a little bit more liberty mm-hmm. to talk about it than 
Mike for would sure. or Scal would because it's a different medium. We get a chance to talk where yep. I was telling Sean they got a thousand commercials, so very seldom they get a chance to talk about anything. And, and yeah, you the Toyota Reader the day is uh, <laughs> and this and that and and the gameplay. And whereas we have a little bit more time, That's Sean's to favorite talk part. About stuff. Yeah, and TV side is like yeah. This three in the air is brought to you by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, we're we're running out of time. We got to wrap here, but I'd be remiss not to ask Sean thirty seconds. To describe to all of our listeners Max's multitasking abilities during a broadcast. Uh, it's extraordinary. I've never seen anyone be able to learn so much more about the world outside of basketball while a basketball game is going on than Max. I, I've, 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 learned just, I've learned more things about the animal kingdom and just different. Like, he has a life outside the NBA, outside of basketball. And I'm lucky enough, I get all immersed in all the numbers, right, and the preparation. So to be able to look over during Max during the second quarter of a game, uh, instead of being able to try to pronounce the starting center for the San Antonio Spurs, <laughs> watching some yeah, YouTube video about what a snake eating a pig or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm, said, I'm, I'm yeah. a better person for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Did you happen to know? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sean, did you happen to know over in Africa like, that – that. That, that you know who kills the most people over there? He's, I say hippos. He's like lions. I'm like no hippos kill more people than than anything else over in Africa. And He's here's like, really here's where that paid off. One of our first years together, we're playing uh, the Jazz, and st- at the end of the Stockton. I don't know where this is going. I know you know. This is paid off. I'll tell you why. That's what I do. The end of the I didn't get here by accident. You know, it's like, you think Mike's the only one going to the Hall of Fame? So Stockton and Malone are still playing for Utah, right? And at the end. Max is trying to come up with some analogy about that, and he's got all these Wild Kingdom stuff, and he goes, let's just hope, you know, John Stockton and Carl Malone now, they're just not the same. They're kind of like the old lions, and they, what would you say, they send them out to the... The hyenas. Send them out, outcast to the, you know, where they get eaten by the hyenas. And I just paused for a second, I said, we can only hope a similar fate does not await Carl Malone and John Stockton. Yeah, it will be it was perfect. It was, I, I wish that I was listening that day. That, that's perfect. No, sometimes I'm two or three rows behind you guys, and I'm just watching what Max is doing, and I'm like, this is unbelievable what he's able to accomplish during this game. He's winning game after game in solitaire, or he's learning about the animal kingdom. The multitasking ability is top-notch. Uh, and along, with, along with eating. Along with that, eating. Every now and then a little bit of food shows up. Sean, with, Sean has asked me before, how is something I drank? He goes... Did you just burp? I'm like, yeah, I did. (laughs) That's a real broadcast. That's keeping it real. All right. Well, that's a perfect mic drop for the end of this. No, congratulations to you guys. We got to get you out of here so you can go go and call your 2000-something game together. You tell me. I'll just go to work. I'll I'll tell you when I get down there. But, no, we appreciate the time. Congrats to the career that you guys have built together on the radio, and uh, we can't wait to hear many more of them. So appreciate you coming on. Thank you. You